Welcome to Audit the Audit, where we sort out the who and what and the right and wrong of police interactions. This episode covers trespassing, excessive force, and resisting, and is brought to us by the Civil Rights Lawyers Channel. Be sure to check out the description below and give them the credit that they deserve. On September 6, 2022, 22-year-old property manager Jelana Dunlap-Banks visited a property in Fayetteville, North Carolina at her boss's request in order to inspect it and photograph some illegally dumped trash. After she parked on the property, took a few photographs with her cell phone, and re-entered her vehicle, she was approached by Officer Ryan Haddock of the Fayetteville Police Department, who was later joined by Detective Amanda Bell. Allegedly, the officers were looking for a violent suspect who had last been seen half a mile away from the property. But one of Ms. Dunlap's lawyers, Harry Daniels, publicly challenged this assertion after the encounter, claiming that his team obtained police radio traffic implying there were no potentially violent suspects nearby, and that the only person they were looking for was 20 miles away from the property Ms. Dunlap was inspecting. Officer Haddock began to question Ms. Dunlap lap and the encounter that followed was captured on body camera how you doing i just saw you pull back over here any reason why you back over here do you got any idea or anything on you well i mean it's all fine dandy what you're telling me but i mean you know it just kind of looks suspicious that you pulled out here in the middle of the field technically you could be trespassing well i don't know that Officer Haddock claims that Ms. Dunlap could be trespassing. According to a lawsuit Ms. Dunlap filed regarding this interaction, she then requested to leave the property, and Officer Haddock informed her that she was not free to go. In order to lawfully seize Ms. Dunlap, the officers would need at least reasonable suspicion to believe that she was involved in criminal activity. However, even if Ms. Dunlap had been on the property without the owner's permission, which she unquestionably was not, it is unclear whether her entry on the property would constitute trespassing under North Carolina law. According to Section 14-159.12 of the North Carolina General Statutes, quote, A person commits the offense of first-degree trespass if, without authorization, the person enters or remains on or in any of the following. The premises of another so enclosed or secured as to demonstrate clearly an intent to keep out intruders. The building of another. The lands of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians after the person has been excluded by a resolution passed by the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indian Tribal Council. Likewise, Section 14-159.13 of the General statute states that, quote, a person commits the offense of second-degree trespass if, without authorization, the person enters or remains on any of the following, on premises of another, after the person has been notified not to enter or remain there by the owner, by a person in charge of the premises, by a lawful occupant, or by another authorized person, on premises that are posted in a manner reasonably likely to come to the attention of intruders with notice not to enter the premises, on the curtilage of a dwelling of another between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. It is indisputable that Ms. Dunlap was not in a building, the curtilage of a dwelling, or the lands of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, and the officers had no reason to believe that she had been notified not to enter or remain on the property. Additionally, while it is possible that the property was enclosed, secured, or posted in such a manner as to make the mere permissionless entry onto the property a violation of one of these statutes, there is nothing in the video footage that supports this belief. Further, even if Ms. Dunlap could have been trespassing by being on the property without permission, it is likely that the officers did not have have the reasonable suspicion required to detain her. As the Supreme Court explained in the 2020 case of Kansas versus Glover, quote, the Fourth Amendment permits an officer to initiate a brief investigative traffic stop when he has a particularized and objective basis for suspecting the particular person stopped of criminal activity. Although a mere so-called hunch does not create reasonable suspicion, the level of suspicion the standard requires is considerably less than proof of wrongdoing by a preponderance of the evidence, and obviously less than is necessary for probable cause. Despite the 
low standard of evidence required for an officer to develop reasonable suspicion. Courts have generally determined that an individual's presence on private property by itself does not provide officers with the reasonable suspicion necessary to detain them. For instance, in the 2012 case of DT versus State, the Fourth District Court of Appeal of Florida held that, quote, mere presence on the property is insufficient to give rise to a reasonable suspicion of trespass, and a reasonable suspicion of trespass must be based upon something more than a mere hunch or guess. As such, it is highly unlikely that a court would conclude that the officers had reasonable suspicion to detain Ms. Dunlap based solely on her presence on the property. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just step out of the car. Okay. Just step out of the vehicle. Step out. Ma'am, all I've asked you for is your ID so we can make sure that you're not trespassing. Ma'am, step out of the car. Okay. Out. Then get out of the car. I will if you will release my arm. Get out of the car. If you will release my arm. Ryan, you get over there. Yeah, she's refusing to come out of the car. Because you're grabbing my arm very tightly. Okay, now hang on. Grabbing my arm very tightly. She ain't going nowhere now. Let me go. Okay. And I'll get the. Okay, step back. And don't start. Okay. Okay, okay. it's so sure is. Okay. Now and you're not getting it because I know I haven't did it. Okay, well, step out of the car. Okay. How many times have I asked you not? Please, let go of me. Stop. What are you doing? Let go of me because I haven't said anything. She's hurting me. No, she's yes, not. She is. After Ms. Dunlap begins to record the officers on her cell phone, Detective Bell approaches the driver's side door and, without warning, attempts to physically pull Ms. Dunlap out of the car. Detective Bell is joined by Officer Haddock, and although Ms. Dunlap tells the officers that she will step out of the vehicle if they let go of her arm, the officers continue to pull on her and eventually manage to physically remove her. Once she is out of the vehicle, the officers push Ms. Dunlap against the vehicle and forcibly handcuff her. Although courts have recognized that officers may use reasonable force to remove a driver who refuses a lawful order to exit their vehicle, absent the probable cause to make an arrest or other exigent circumstances that suggest that the driver poses a safety threat, a court would likely conclude that using force to remove an individual from a car when the individual was willing to comply and had not ignored an order to exit the vehicle was excessive. And while Ms. Dunlap arguably refused to exit the vehicle, Detective Bell initiated with force before or at the same time as she gave the order to exit. And Ms. Dunlap clearly indicated that she would comply if the officers first released her arm. As we have discussed before here on ATA, the Supreme Court identified three factors that courts should consider when determining whether a use of force was constitutionally reasonable in the 1989 case of Graham v. Connor. Now quoting, The severity of the crime at issue, whether the suspect poses an immediate threat to the safety of the officers or others, and whether he is actively resisting arrest or attempting to evade arrest by flight. In this situation, the officers suspected Ms. Dunlap of trespassing, a relatively minor and non-violent crime, and likely did not not even have reasonable suspicion to believe she had committed this offense. Likewise, she took no action that could lead a reasonable officer to believe she was a safety threat, and was not actively resisting or attempting to flee at the time the officers initiated the force. As such, it is certainly possible that a court would conclude that the officers used excessive force in removing Ms. Dunlap from the vehicle. Sit down. We are investigating Why am I being charged with? We are investigating you trespassing on this property. Okay. And you have resisted, delayed, and obstructed our investigation. Okay? And resisted while we were trying to get you out of the car. Okay?
Due to the stress of the situation and Ms. Dunlap's medical condition of sickle cell anemia, Ms. Dunlap begins to hyperventilate and eventually vomits. According to the lawsuit Ms. Dunlap filed after this encounter, Officer Haddock would not release her when she asked him to let go of her so she could throw up, despite the fact that she was in handcuffs. And as she was attempting to kneel to vomit, Officer Haddock continued to yank on her to stand upright, even though her breathing and condition were worsening. The complaint also alleges that Officer Haddock continued to forcefully hold up Ms. Dunlap while she was trying to vomit and only let her kneel to the ground when her vomiting worsened. Okay, look at me for a second. Right, listen, look at me for a second. Right now, you're not you're not in any trouble. So why am I in Okay, because right now, listen, I'm just looking. Why am I in handcuffs if I'm not in trouble? Right now, you're just being... I don't want to All right, listen. I don't want to All right, right now, you're just being detained. Didn't we say you're under arrest? We were over here in this area looking for somebody. All right. No, it ain't me. No, it ain't you. Right? Okay, so what right, are you Wait a second. Let me finish. All right. He came over here to talk to you to find out if you knew anything about what was going on. I just said I did it. Right. Okay. And that's fine. We're going to do our thing, and then we're probably going to cut you loose, okay? All right. Ripping my fanny pack off and trying to throw me out the car like that. Yeah. Huh? That's the I just told her to back up. Okay. That's yeah. I just want to make sure she's clear. It's, she is. She is. She all right. Is. Go ahead and stand up. We're going to get you the handcuffs. Okay. But all that over there was unnecessary. Okay. I was talking to you, and I, I want to get out of the car. And did I not let you get out of the car? No, no, hang on. But, but. So, you understand why we were out here just asking questions, yes? Okay. We were trying to give you a hard time, okay? No, that was. And I want her name. Yep. She needs a ticket for you. I want that bitch name. CYA. Alright. I'm so sure they need to take it over here. Yeah. Well, go ahead and. Okay. Is she gonna write it or you gonna write it? Uh, I don't have anything to write it with. If she's got it, could you write it and put me as a witness? Okay, that's fine. Hold on, close. Officer Haddock suggests that the officers should at least write Ms. Dunlap a ticket for so-called RDO for quote-unquote CYA. RDO is short for resisting, delaying, or obstructing an officer in violation of Section 14-223 of the North Carolina Statutes. And CYA is short for cover your ass. Section 14-223 states that, quote, if any person shall willfully and unlawfully resist, delay, or obstruct a public officer in discharging or attempting to discharge an official duty, the person is guilty of a class 2 misdemeanor. Now, while it is possible that some of Ms. Dunlap's actions may have risen to the level of obstruction if the officers were conducting a lawful investigatory stop, as mentioned earlier, it is likely that the officers did not have the reasonable suspicion necessary to detain Ms. Dunlap. In the 2008 case of State versus Sinclair, the North Carolina Court of Appeals held that when an officer conducts an unlawful investigatory stop on a citizen, they are not, quote-unquote, discharging or attempting to discharge an official duty for the purposes of the RDO statute. Likewise, North Carolina law recognizes the right of citizens to defend themselves against illegal arrests and to defend themselves from excessive force used in both lawful and unlawful arrests. As the Court of Appeals explained in the 1979 case of State versus Anderson, quote, one resisting an illegal arrest is not resisting an officer within the discharge of his official duties. However, the right to use force to defend oneself against the excessive use of force during an arrest may arise despite the lawfulness of the arrest. As such, it is unlikely that a court would determine that Ms. Dunlap had resisted, delayed, or obstructed the officers in this situation. Can you stitch her a ticket for RDO to see why? Do you want to go for a minute? Is anybody? 
I don't care who writes it, but the CYA, both of us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree, because, um... All right, you, gonna hit, you put me down as a witness or whatever you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Andrew said just do a warning. Like, at least some piece of paper. She said she didn't eat. I saw you throw up. Are you sure you're okay? Was it just stress that caused that? So, oh, that was unnecessary. Well, here's the deal. This is her name and badge number, okay? Great. Okay? This is my name, my badge number, and my telephone number, okay? She works directly for me. Are you wanting to file a formal yep. complaint against her right now? Because yep. I want to tell you what the process is for this. If you want to bear with me, just to, I'm going to kneel down with you right here, okay? So come down, write a formal statement for me. So text me, let me know when you're coming down, all right? Is this what you're saying right here? That right there and that right there. Okay, I'll snap a photo of that real quick, okay? What all, what all did y'all explain to her? What all did y'all say? Well, first I explained to her. That's about she's, oh, she's, she's perfectly fine. However, she does want to make, she's, she's upset, she's not upset at the situation, she's more upset, unfortunately, at Bell than anybody else. And how, how she was removed from the vehicle. Oh, you came on there, right? Yeah. I've talked to her, I gave her my information, your information, told her to come see me. So Tomorrow, we'll, we'll write it all down. She's fine now, she's calm, she just wants to go. So I've got her keys, I'm going to give her her keys and let her go. Okay. Jelana, let me see your hand real quick. Not with the phone in it. <laughs> Sorry. Lay it out for me. No, no, don't fist it like you won't find me. Come on. All right, hold on. Got a little bit of a shadow. Don't move. We're saying these two right here? Okay. Okay, let me take a look at you real quick. Can you stand up for me real quick? I'm just going to get a, a full frontal shot. All right? Here are your car keys. Do you need anything else from me, ma'am? I know it's, uh, it's, it's a little stressful, but you, you're sure you're good. On October 25, 2022, Ms. Dunlap obtained a court order for the release of the body camera footage. That same day, she filed a federal lawsuit alleging that the officer's actions during this encounter constituted an unreasonable seizure under the Fourth Amendment, excessive force under the Fourth Amendment, and First Amendment retaliation. The complaint also included several state law tort claims. As of the date of writing this episode, the lawsuit is still pending. Due to her experience during this interaction, Ms. Dunlap chose to resign from her position as a property manager out of fear that a similar incident would occur while she was performing her duties at another property. According to the complaint for her lawsuit, Ms. Dunlap filed an internal complaint with the Fayetteville Police Department on September 8, 2022. An article published after Ms. Dunlap filed her lawsuit reported that the department acknowledged the complaint and stated that an internal investigation was in progress, but there has been no information publicly released regarding the results. Overall, the Fayetteville officers get an F for harassing and detaining Ms. Dunlap without reasonable suspicion while she was simply attempting to do her job, using unnecessary force in removing Ms. Dunlap from the vehicle and handcuffing her, and pursuing a CYA cover-up by attempting to write her a baseless ticket for resisting, delaying, or obstructing an officer. The officers also made unnecessarily aggressive choices throughout the encounter and demonstrated an unfathomable lack of compassion for both Ms. Dunlap's health issues and her legitimate anxiety about the situation. Despite the fact that there was no reason to believe that Ms. Dunlap posed any sort of threat, the officers pulled her out of the vehicle, handcuffed her, and forcefully prevented her from vomiting. There were several other issues with the officers' conduct that arose during this encounter that we did not have time to cover, such as Ms. Dunlap's claim of First Amendment retaliation regarding the officers' actions in stopping her from recording the encounter. And I strongly encourage you to review the complaint from Ms. Dunlap's lawsuit to see more details about everything that occurred during this interaction. Ms. Dunlap gets 
gets an A- for standing up for her rights when the officers detained her without reasonable suspicion, attempting to film the encounter, and taking appropriate measures after the interaction by filing a complaint and a lawsuit. Although she did not comply with the officers' orders to exit the vehicle and appeared to struggle with some of the officers as they were handcuffing her, these actions likely were not criminal under North Carolina law, given the fact that the officers probably did not have reasonable suspicion to detain her in the first place. However, it is essential for viewers to understand that in other states that do not recognize the right to oppose an unlawful arrest or detention, it is possible that Ms. Dunlap's resistance could have resulted in a criminal charge. This encounter demonstrates the importance of citizens knowing and understanding the applicable criminal laws in their states and taking lawful action against law enforcement officers after their rights are violated. Let us know if there is an interaction or legal topic that you would like us to discuss in the comments below. Thank you for watching, and don't forget to check out my second channel for even more police interaction content.